Still for Glenn today. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, the President of the United States, Joe uh, Robinette Biden, was on fire. On fire. What an... He got to swear in some American citizens. I think there were two of them there. Uh, and he got to swear them in with such an insane speech. We'll share some of that with you uh, coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, President Biden uh, is just absolutely beloved on virtually uh, every single agenda item that he has but especially his border policies are approved by a full 33 percent of the american people 33 percent uh, he, he had to get probably almost half of democrats on that <laughs> yes yeah that's pretty good for, yeah, for a democrat great? yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. uh it's a let's see 51 percent of adults are not happy hmm. so it's 51 33 he's upside down uh by a lot there uh, <laughs> i would call that um, 18 big, points. A big ish. fat minus 18. That's yeah. A good way to go. Uh, the survey has a margin of error, three and a half percentage points, but um, he is not doing well with the immigration policy that he has. I wonder why. Maybe it's because of all the kids in cages. Maybe it's the fact that uh, border crossings are up like a billion percent. <laughs> they're, they're their highest they've been in 20 years. And his border policy is just plain failing. However, over the weekend, because this is traditional um, on the Independence Day weekend, for the president to swear in some some new immigrants, uh, and he took the chance to do that and gave them a little welcoming speech, which was so inspiring. Us in this service. Look, Look. today, uh, um, today's special guest mm-hmm. uh, to all of you, it's my honor to congratulate the 21 of you Oh, who right. for earned the title of that our democracy in every is earned equal title that to our being democracy is equal. It's of the same consequence. What? Citizen. <laughs> Citizen what? of the United States yeah. of America. I mean, isn't that amazing? He's he's reading it and he still can't get it. Uh, that is the case so often with him. And it is the case that uh, that looking into look, here's the th- what I'm trying, we, I've just said too much. Welcome. <laughs> it's about that bad. <laughs> it really is. It's just incomprehensible what he's trying to say there. He almost, he acts as if he's reading a speech in mm-hmm. a perfectly dark room where there's like a strobe light on. So he can only like <laughs> get every other word every or something. Every other word. And he does, sometimes mm-hmm. he goes up to the, a line above where he's supposed to be. Sometimes he goes two or three words from three lines down. He yeah. bounces back and forth. He just can't do this. He can't. It just shows how incapable he is of doing this job. If you can't even so much as swear in some citizens who are there on the 4th of July <laughs> trying to become citizens, and you've got the copy right in front of you on how to do it and you still can't do it yeah something's wrong yeah uh and it's fascinating to me that nobody 
cares? The CNNs and MSNBCs, CBS, NBC, ABC, they don't care. They don't show it. They don't acknowledge it. It's as if everything's fine. What? How dare you say that his cognitive abilities are less than maybe where they should be? How dare you? What kind of conspiracy theorist are you? And that's how we're treated when we take note of it. It's a, there's a transition in the media over the past five years from, I think, a group of people who were blatantly left-leaning, yeah. liberal, leftist at times, but tried to hold up the generalized concepts of journalism where they would they would act as if there's like this like you know sheen of credibility that they would hold everything together with they would say okay look you know we just we think the facts are this way we're just giving you the facts mm-hmm. and then you know sure a lot of times when you listen to the facts they happen to align with the democratic party that's what it used to be it's not like that anymore no. I mean, this is just straight out. So often it's just straight out activism. Yeah. Like, maybe even a clearer example is the Hunter Biden situation where like every story they've told us about over the past five years, uh, whenever someone gets caught saying something bad in private, it's a major story. Whenever someone is, is caught mm-hmm. in uh, international corruption, it's a major story. Whenever people are misusing their power for business gains, it's a major story. Whenever there are sexual escapades and um, whenever you would maybe uh, take advantage of a woman and then when they are having your baby, you kind of ignore them and don't pay for it. All of these things would be major stories with anyone else. Yet this person uh, does all these things and then comes on for softball interviews about his new book. Yeah. And they don't say anything about any they, of those they things. They don't say a word about it. And it's like, well, we're word. just supposed to sit here and be like, oh, okay, well, that's totally normal. Because they no longer are trying to hide that they, you know, they're not trying to tell you even anymore that they're doing journalism. They're just out there being advocates. Yeah, they don't care. I, I think they believe they've come so far that it just doesn't matter yeah, anymore. It's too important. I think that they yeah. see Trump and everything since Trump as so uniquely threatening to the United States of America, there's no more time to fake journalism. We can't pretend we're doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's too important. We need to just come out here. It was, you know, Pat, during the Trump era, there was that big conversation about whether the president should be called a liar. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And they were like, I don't yeah. you know. There was that. Should You know what? We must come out and just say it. <laughs> yeah. We must come out and just yes. say he is a liar. The president, who is a liar, was speaking in Georgia this weekend. Like, they need to just come out and say it every time. And it's like, right. well, you know, they and they, they made this out to be some brave act where they took this step. They uh-huh. normally would be held back by the rules and traditions of journalism but this is too Too vital we must the hatred the damage Mm -hmm. to our nation we must just come out and say it and that's the mode they're in just come out and say it no longer hide behind journalism no longer hide behind those things just be an activist Mm -hmm. be honest come out and advocate for one side of the aisle because that side of the aisle is better that's what they think and that's what they're doing Exactly what they're doing. Uh, and I, you know, I'm amazed by the fact that they they don't even show it and then try to spin it. They just ignore it. Anytime that yeah. he looks like an absolute 
buffoon or he looks completely lost or he can't get his mind engaged in what he's supposed to be talking about. It's just ignored by them. Uh, he went into, I, I, I don't know, some little store. I, I guess they were buying ice cream again. Oh, oh he seems to be buying ice, ice cream. cream. It's He's making me dislike ice cream. <laughs> I know. I, I'm Every turning on ice cream. Now, I need ice cream <laughs> and pudding. Is there pudding ice cream? Can I have ice cream pudding? Sounds pretty good, actually. He does. I would totally. Doesn't it? I love the banana pudding ice cream. I'm all over that when I see it on the menu. So here he is uh, buying ice cream again, and he's asked about Russian hacking. Mr. President, let me know if I can ask you a question. Sure. <laughs> right now, sir? Yeah. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're that... We're not sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I spot most... gun okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. Okay. That's why I was late getting off the plane. Uh, so, I got uh, a brief and... Uh, what? And then he freezes, and so does the camera. I think you're right. <laughs> right. Hey. Oh, God. I thought that was just... The... Would you like here to Look at this. Like eight, nine, ten seconds. Uh, he can't I'll see. I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. Uh, when I have my medication. No. Is he taking out notes? Yeah. He's taking out his notes. He's got notes on both sides of his suit coat. Okay. Okay. The idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain. Number okay. One. Yeah. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine. What else you need? Oh, nothing. You're all set. Okay. And um, uh, the fact is wow. that uh, I directed the intelligence community to give me a, a deep dive on what's happened, and I'll know better uh, oh tomorrow. And if it is. Uh, either with the knowledge of and or a consequence of Russia, then I told Putin we will respond. And, wow. Uh, and he puts his notes back in his pocket. No, no, I haven't called because we're not, we're not certain. The initial thinking was it was not the Russian government, um, but we're not sure yet. So. Okay, so he wow. freezes for up to 10 seconds at a time. Can't say anything. He's... Desperately searching for words or where he is or if he has his pants on. I don't, I don't know. And he does. Where he does have is. his pants on. We should he point that out. Does he does seem have to on. have. He's mm-hmm. he's wearing trousers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Uh, and then he takes out his notes and that still doesn't help him much. He's slurring his words. I mean, it is so clear there's a serious problem here. And this, you're so right. And I, I, I you feel bad. I feel bad even talking about it, but it's like he he can't answer this very basic question right. that any politician should be able to handle. Without notes? At the same time. Come on. He can't do it r- with notes while trying to complete an the ice purchase. cream transaction. Like that yeah. is like it's thrown the operating system off. Like it can't yes. do both of those things. You can't have he the calculator running multitask. and your email. He cannot. Like he can't. <laughs> He can't multitask. There's no way you can ask that of him. He's the president of the United States, Pat. I know. And I'm sure before he entered that restaurant, that little ice cream shop, they told him, Mr. Mr. President, we have planted someone who's going to ask you a question about Russian hacking. (laughs) The notes are in your suit coat. uh, And they're right inside your suit coat on both sides. 
When they ask you the question, get your notes out and read what we've written for you. And again, his notes seem to indicate they just didn't know it was Russia. <laughs> right? Like that's, we don't know who it is Unless yet. there's, you know, five or six other words that he just can't read. Right. I don't know. According don't to know. his answer, the notes just said, we, we don't, don't know, know yet. <laughs> so the answer is, look, we don't know where it is yet. We're not going to comment until we do. And that's that had the to answer. be written down. That's that, the answer. Yeah. Right? Yes, it is the answer he gives. I mean, like, I, he doesn't have to. I, is it one of the cashiers asking him about? The- I think it is one of the cashiers. <laughs> and hacking. somebody came around with him and put a mic in, in front of yeah. both of them. And so, to, yeah, like, you know, look, I look, the president of the United States has a wide berth in these situations to be able to answer with uh, with some uh, with a delicate nature, mm-hmm. right? It's an international incident we're talking yeah. about. He doesn't yeah. need to give an answer to every cashier who asks him a question about it. <laughs> right. All he has to do is say, "Look, we don't know yet." But clearly, they've planted the question because Why they've got earth? the microphone ready, and they and he has his notes <laughs> Why on, on both sides of his suit coat. <laughs> Hold on, let me. You, you want to pack a Marlboro? Hold on, about the Russian hacking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is the cashier asking about the Russian hacking? It's so bizarre. And again, so this is, is such t- it, like the the handling of Biden is almost as bad as the presidency of Biden. Yeah. Like, why is he in these situations? But get someone else to get the ice cream so he doesn't have to constantly embarrass himself. Yeah. I don't. I only mean that from a. It, it like hurts me in a political sense. Like I think he should, insists. Yeah, that's I th- what, that's what I suspect. He is the president. He insists, and he believe he still believes he's that Joe Biden. Yeah, who is charming and folksy, and yep. he can get out of any situation because right. it's just Joe being Joe, and he thinks he can still do that, and he can't. And, and you know he what? He can't. When he's shown that he can't, he never pays a price for it. Because right. the media doesn't show these things. Yep. Only the evil conservative media covers them. So he never yep. really pays a price. He It's not embarrassing him on the networks he's watching. So why not? So why not keep doing it? He, yeah. he, you know, there's no way to tell Joe this has got to stop. So I can see, uh, you know, from a from mm-hmm. an if you're in, in one of his aides, you're sitting here going like, how do we convince him to stop doing this? And they've tried everything. I mean, they're they're doing teleprompters in kindergartens. They're giving him notes in both sides of his suit coat in case he goes for the wrong side. He's, I mean, they've done everything they can. And again, the notes just say, I don't know. That's all they say. More in one minute. Uh, well, if you're worried about Russian hacking... Uh, which it should be, by the way. They almost definitely were responsible for this more recent uh, incident, which is a big deal over the weekend. This keeps happening over and over and over again. And you wonder, you know, not just it's not just major national actors and criminal gangs like we're talking about Russia. There's lots of individuals who are doing these things as well, trying to steal your identity. Uh, this is happening all over the Internet. It's happening to people every single day. Thousands of people in this audience listening to this show right now have been victim of identity theft. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet, and in an instant, a cybercriminal can steal what's yours, sometimes even harm your finances and your credit. That's why it's such a good thing that there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they will send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Join now and you're going to get 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 
1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. The promo code is back for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, you can hear my sh- my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, every weekday morning immediately before this one. And uh, anytime you want on podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Same for Stu does America. You can get that at any time at your leisure. Make sure to uh, subscribe and the rate and the review and the five stars uh, being the appropriate number of stars. I think, Pat, we need to come. We, that needs to be something I have in my life. It's just notes in my pocket mm-hmm. from some advisor that yeah. can tell me when someone asks me a difficult question, I should just basically say, I don't know. Uh, like, how do you feel today, Stu? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> really? At this time, huh. we don't know how I feel. Okay. But we may have more information on how I feel at a later time. <laughs> That's how I feel. Okay. I want yeah. someone to be telling me things like that. Because you get, you know, there's times where you get an uncomfortable question. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you come home a little too late. Maybe you were hanging out in the Taco Bell parking lot, multiple trips around the drive-thru, mm-hmm. trying all their new products. Mm-hmm. You come back home to a, to a dinner that's been cooked and you think to yourself, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat all that because mm-hmm. I just ate at Taco Bell four straight times. Mm-hmm. And when your wife says, hey, where were you? You just say, I don't know. We may have more information about that coming soon. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, you should obviously be silent for about 10 seconds in the middle of that. Right. I didn't want to I didn't want to replicate that part of it because all of our stations would go off the air. But just yeah. a good 10 second silence uh-huh. mixed in with a some version of I don't know, some stuttering mm-hmm. and changing back and forth between conversations. And perhaps slurring your words it, along yeah, the way. You the words you are saying are all slurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um this is kind of fascinating. I, I I love this story. You know the train story he keeps talk, talking about, the conductor that comes up to him and grabs him by the arm and says, Joey, you, you, you know how many miles you traveled on Amtrak? A one and a half million. Mm. You, you know, have you not heard I that story? I feel like I have heard he's him been, tell that. He's yeah. told it three or four times over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he loves it because he thinks it makes America believe he's just like them yeah he travels amtrak every day and that's not true i mean amtrak is like the upscale way to travel on a train like i we used to try i when we were doing national radio shows and national tv shows i took new jersey transit in because it costs like one tenth of the cost yes it's very expensive on amtrak that's not an average american thing to do so anyway this this guy angelo uh negri Negri, who uh, he and Biden supposedly became friends and came up to him and told him he's he's traveled over a million and a half miles on Amtrak over mm. the years. One and a half million miles. Uh, well, Fox and uh, the Daily Mail and even CNN eventually looked into this. And there's just a little problem with the story of Angelo Negri coming up to him and telling him about the one and a half million what mile milestone. Only 1.4 million miles. Um, no, it's just that Angelo had retired decades earlier. And in fact, when he hit the milestone of one and a half million miles on Amtrak, uh, Angelo had been dead for a year. Oh, no. So he would have had a hard oh, time no. coming up and telling him about it. Poor Angelo. It's just like the story of Katie. Remember the Katie's Diner or whatever? He used to go yeah. there all the time. It closed in 1984. Uh, but he was right. still going there in 2008. Worst part about the uh, Angelo <laughs> story, too, is that he was 
killed by an Amtrak train. He was run over. Uh, he, wow. he was standing out in wow, the middle of an intersection. Yeah, wow. Yeah, weird. They, they took him, 87 uh, years old, hit by an Amtrak dang. train, pancaked. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh, Target and Walgreens making some drastic changes due to an increase in uh, theft in San Francisco. According to the California Retailers Association, three cities in California are among the top 10 in the country when it comes to organized retail crime. Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento. Already they've been seeing the negative impact it's having in San Francisco with stores permanently shutting down or closing early because of theft at their stores. Uh, Target has now acknowledged San Francisco is the only city in America where they've decided to close some stores early because of escalating retail crime. People just come in and take stuff and leave. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're breaking in in the middle of the night. They're doing this during store hours, often in broad daylight. If anyone, any company knows this, I don't know how Target couldn't be the one because they were the one that was told when their buildings were burning to the ground. It's just property. Right. They're being completely cleaned out in city after city after city. Yeah, you know, it's just property. Don't worry about it. And so now they're realizing you have insurance, this become, yeah, right? You have theft mm-hmm. insurance, which by the Use way, it. I mean, as any small business owner will tell you, you're, <laughs> that doesn't work out that way. You don't get like no. 100% of your money back. Uh, no. That's not how that works. Did you have your roof uh, replaced recently after the hail? I did storm? not. No, I did not. Yeah. But I'm having mine do. replaced. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, insurance comes in and says, yeah, I'll give you about half of that, what oh. that's worth. They don't say it's half, but it is about half of what it will actually cost. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Plus mm. my deductible. So... That worked out Yeah, well. the insurance thing, it's not ideal. So when you're telling these companies, yeah, just use your insurance. <laughs> First of all, you shouldn't be stealing stuff from them. But we've gotten to the place where apparently that's okay uh, for certain people to steal things from a store. It's true. It's and it's. I think it's an organized thing at this point. I, I'd love to hear if there's any uh, small business owners who have gone through this at their, if they own a retail facility. I, I know someone who was in a store and watch this happen. Where here in the DFW area, yeah, and this is Texas, okay, yeah, where a a group of four people came in to a store, it was a makeup store Mm -hmm. with garbage bags, and walked up to the counter where all the displays were and took their arms and cupped, you know, 50 to 60 like lip glosses and just shoveled them into the garbage bag and did it about 10 times each. And then walked out of the store. Oh my god! With four garbage bags filled with makeup, thousands of dollars of makeup, and this stuff is freaking expensive. Believe me, it's, it goes about two thirds of my salary goes to it. So, were these uh, were these people who are the greatest danger we face in America? White supremacists? No, I don't. Is that what they were? I will white say this: if they were white supremacists, they were really bad at it. <laughs> uh, the, this particular group of uh, ladies. Don't tell me they were BIPOC. They, they Are were, they BIPOC people? <laughs> they oh, were no. BIPOC. Oh, boy. They were BIPOC. Oh, no. Uh, this particular group. Black indigenous people of color. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because you have to look at the incentives of such a situation. Mm-hmm. By the way, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck. If you happen to be a small business owner and have seen this happen, or how, because I, I would love to hear how you're dealing with it. Yeah. But you know, the incentive of this situation is the the employees of a corporate 
retail establishment don't want to get into an altercation. They're trained yeah, to not, not get into an altercation. Yep. They're trained to know, well, don't say, don't try to stop X, Y, and Z type of person because that's not, you know, there's guaranteed signs all over the store saying how much uh, Black Lives Matter and how much, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Every every dumb left wing slogan is pasted all over every one of these stores. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, even with like Starbucks, Starbucks, what was the controversy? They didn't allow someone to go to the bathroom and it became a national story. Yeah. So if you try to stop someone, you tackle a, a, a woman with a garbage bag of makeup, making it walking out the door. What they're not that, going to what happens in that situation? You're on the news as the bad person. Right. You're on the news as the terrible person who didn't let this. Uh, individual uh, who abscond with thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of your material, so, your product. What are you going to do? You're going to step back and you're just going to let it happen. Jeez. And they're going to walk out the door. And if they do get caught, which they probably won't, probably the charges will be dropped. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We've seen mm-hmm. Antifa. They, they burn down cities and, and we have the, the vice president in the United States begging for money to bail them out. So why would you possibly believe you're going to get in trouble over something like this? And if they do get in trouble, what is it? A fine? A fine that is, what, one-tenth of one haul from one of these stores? So you're seeing this all over the place. There's a video that went viral last week or the week before. And guy just walks in, fills his garbage bag with all sorts of stuff on his bike, and just rides his bike out the front door of the store. Yeah. There's, it, there's no longer... This, you don't need to be Ocean's Eleven anymore. <laughs> there's no... You don't need to have this incredibly intricate operation. You walk in the front door, like every other customer, with a garbage bag on display. <laughs> you fill it with the material. You walk out the front door the same way you came in. You just ignore everyone telling you to stop. If yeah, it's not someone that hard. tells you to stop. It's not that hard. No. Oftentimes, people don't even tell you to stop. They just... Yeah. They just watch you go out the door. And look, if you're an employee, you're making, you know, 13 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking to myself, I'm not going to get I'm not going to become an international story because I stopped a BIPOC individual from uh, from stealing something or a Hispanic individual or a white individual. I'm sure this is happening with all sorts of colors. I mean, it's just this particular story happened to be that. Mm -hmm. And I would think it's a lot harder to justify to corporate that you did something in this situation, the further down the oppression ladder you get, yep, right? Yeah, we're seeing this in story after story after story. Now the oppressed, uh, the formerly oppressed women, the formerly oppressed uh, gays, the formerly oppressed. Uh, if you're not, you know, twelve different intersectionality groups at the same time. You don't even show up on these charts anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, poor yep. women. Remember when women were oppressed? And now they're for a forgotten class completely. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yes, they are. Uh, as indicated by the thing last week at the Wee Spa in Los Angeles, where the trans woman goes into the bathroom and shows her uh, wiener to little her, girls. Wait, her wiener. Her- <laughs> And I am I will say it's <laughs> just the fact that you just said those two words next to each other. Yeah. It says yeah. a lot about our society. It does, doesn't it? She shows her, her wiener. Right. 
uh, it's not funny to no, little girls. No, it's not funny. And, and, and I, what's not funny is how you're identifying them as little girls <laughs> without asking them what gender they are. <laughs> That's true. So one person, one person goes to the counter and complains about that to the spa uh, employees. And that person is the bad person. Mm-hmm. Because how dare you say she can't show her wiener to people in the bathroom? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it doesn't. And so she's the bad guy, and uh, everybody defends the person showing mm-hmm. their genitalia in the bathroom to little girls. It's like, okay, we don't care about defending or protecting little girls anymore, nope. or women for that matter. We don't. we don't care about it. Nope. In fact, if you if you ask about it or say anything about it, you're a hate monger. Well, this is absolute insanity. Over the weekend, a few people show up to protest uh, that going on. He's calling it pedophilia because it is. And Antifa shows up and starts beating these people. Uh, one of them got slashed with a knife in the arm. Others were beaten to the ground. Uh, this, this guy, uh, this Asian guy just standing there. And a woman runs up and kicks him where he lives. Hmm. And he responds by hitting her in the head with a water bottle. He's the one who gets arrested. And he's the one everybody's yelling and screaming about. Because uh, you got these Antifa people that uh, they're the aggressors. And then if anybody, you know, is aggressive back towards them. Whoa, no, no. Now they're the bad person. Yes. That is how this works. It is. Then they do it really well. And like just, they do it's, it really it's amazing well. to see our society react to this stuff. Like Nuts. you know, Target and Walgreens are making decisions they believe are good for their bottom line, right? They're and what they're doing is mm-hmm. we'd rather be closed. There are Seven mm-hmm. Elevens that are closing. Yeah. Now the original meaning of Seven Eleven was seven days a week open, eleven Total. hours a day. Right. That is what it initially till eleven at night. I thought it was 11 hours. Maybe it was till 11 a night. It was something of that nature. I thought it was Mm -hmm. 11 hours a day, which isn't all that impressive, frankly. (laughs) It's not. No. (laughs) Maybe it was till 11 at night. But there was, you know, and now it's obviously, but everywhere it's a 24-hour business. Yeah. And they're closing, or at least closing, not allowing people inside because the theft is so prominent. I mean, Target, Target and Walgreens just closing their stores. Closing them. Because they see it as more of a problem to remain open. Yeah, the shoplifting is so bad they can't make money because of it. Because of the shoplifting. So they got it might as well just close that outlet, which they did. And normally what your answer is, I mean, look, if there are some levels where maybe you would close the store down, I guess. I'm sure it's, it's obviously happened before. But it's becoming more common because you really, the other way of handling this is adding security people. But the security yeah. people aren't allowed to do anything. Yeah, this this security guard says uh, his name is Kevin Greathouse, and he said that they're told not to physically engage with those who shoplift. He said it's going to be lawsuits. Obviously, they don't want ourselves or anybody else to get injured while we're out here attempting to make these apprehensions and leave it to law enforcement. Carries with him a handgun, a taser, and pepper spray, but he's never used them. On the other hand, he says people shoplifting have at times threatened him with mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't have any intention of getting stabbed for $60 worth of stuff. Well, okay, so you can hire security guards, but if you're going to tell them not to engage with anybody who steals, what good are they? Yeah. You're just wasting your money. I, I, there's a video, that uh, another video that went viral this weekend of mm-hmm. a guy in New York 
in a place a place we sure, certainly walked by a million times when we lived in New York in one of these like Penn Station type hallways mm-hmm. and like they're not pretty and usually on the side there might be a homeless person uh, sitting down so this guy he's <laughs> he's sitting there he's he's mopping the <laughs> he's mopping the floor mm-hmm. and he's got his bucket there he's mopping the floor he turns around he's mopping the floor and you see it all happen as soon as he turns his back he's mopping the floor the homeless guy gets up walks over turns around sits down on the bucket and starts taking a crap in the bucket oh now this guy turns Heck. around with Heck. with his mop oh man and it's like what the da-? you know swears mm-hmm. quite a bit and goes up to the guy and goes get out get out of there the guy is offended that he's tried to stop him in the middle of going to the bathroom in his cleaning bucket <laughs> and takes his mop and starts hitting him with a mop yeah now there's tons of people all walking around there this is in the middle of a, a high traffic area and mm-hmm. he's he goes he pushes right through it and gets go right goes right back down sits on the bucket and goes for it in front of everybody Unreal. and i mean this is the state of our cities right now and i got news for you no republicans running any of them right you know, there's no That's Republicans right. running any of these cities, basically, sure. at this point. There's a couple, but there's very, very few. And this is what has happened over and over and over again. These cities are just turning into... They're uh, disintegrating. Yeah, like apocalyptic scenarios. 888-727-BECK. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, the Glenn Beck Program. Hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. It was incredible here weather-wise. Did you, did you, I hope you didn't do a backyard barbecue, Stu, but, uh, well, not with anybody who's not in your household. And even the people who were in your household need to be in separate backyards, as we established on, on Friday. Yeah, we worked that out. I you also, did work it out. Good. I also required everyone who came over to get all of the available vaccines, including the Chinese vaccines. Oh, okay. Yeah, we imported <laughs> a bunch of Sinovac and Sinopharm. And so we injected everyone in, in various With body all of parts, them. all of them, at Pfizer, once. Moderna, yeah. AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, yep. and the Sinovac, Sinopharm, and and Sputnik okay. Five. Sputnik Five. Yeah, we got the Russian thing. That's powerful. We, we want to get that coursing through some veins as well. Yeah. We just felt like how many it was people the only survived state. it? <laughs> Anybody survived the vaccines? It feels like uh, that many vaccines might be yeah, very damaging. Might, might say, be. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, it seems like too many vaccines for one day. Uh-huh. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It, it, look, uh, I, I, I notice around here at least life is completely back to normal. Like I, the, I, we, I was virtually in, entirely. We, we, there was a big 4th of July celebration mm-hmm. in my suburb. Yep. There was 15, 20,000 people there and almost nobody had a mask on. Yeah. I'd almost say, nobody. I'd say I was, I went to a mall this weekend, uh, as well as uh, multiple outdoor gatherings for 4th of July. I mean, people are into it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the crowd seemed big and passionate and really they were enjoying getting back to this sort of stuff. Uh, but, you know, I would say, you know, maybe the mall, it was five to 10% masked in that range, mm-hmm. you know, outdoors, you know, lower 2%, mm-hmm. you know, very, very small percentage. And, you know, like we all understand that I think Texas is about 50% vaccinated. So like all the, all the stores just say like, come on in, no mask if you're vaccinated. We all know half the people are just doing it anyway. Right. Uh, but again, like this is where we are. We're back to normal life. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when people have the choice to get the vaccine, the pandemic is over. If they don't want to get it, then they don't want to get it. Like the problem with the with the pandemic is you are at that point where you are. There's nothing you can do Mm -hmm. right now. There is something Mm -hmm. you can do. Do it if you want. Don't do if you want. But then you just take the consequences of those actions. Right. Both sides. Exactly right.